Hello and welcome to the Tony Daily, the podcast that invites you to come find yourself. So you can listen to this and go, oh, it's not just me. And I can talk to you and say, that's right, it is not just you, it is also me. So, um, what's been going on today? Well, do you know, piggybacking from yesterday, um, Mary has since replied to a note that I put on LinkedIn saying it's called habit stacking, the official official term. And I'll find out who coined it and put that in the show notes. But um, I've been trying to make a few changes because, as you know, I've been scratching my head and going, oh, my God, I have no goals. I have no routine, except I do have a goal, which is to get my next book. Well, the ultimate goal is that I get a book deal for my next book why not dream big um and a few things had occurred to me one was that i don't know if you find this if you work from home or if you work from yourself and you've got other dependents be they four-legged or two-legged or one-legged or three-legged or anything in between um that you just love a three-legged dog isn't there something a little bit like I'd adopt a three-legged dog in a heartbeat. Well, not while we've still got two absolutely insane dogs who, when you take them out on a walk, as I did today with Vinny, he rolled in something which I think was a dead thing or a poo thing. It was hard to discern. It wasn't fox poo because you know when you've smelt that because it's the worst smell in the world. But, yeah, he ate something that was where he was rolling and it crunched like a bone. I don't know. But when we got back, what I do know is that the piggybacking or habit stacking was that I had to wash him. So anyway, my point is this. Um, do you ever feel like you're sometimes just kind of hovering, like waiting for the other people to be seen to? Um, maybe you're not like me, <laughs> but I definitely was going through a phase of like, Right, okay, so I'm up and I've had my coffee. I've water, coffee, breakfast, in that order. I have to have a glass of water, mug of coffee and some toast. Um, that has to happen. But actually, just, just prior to that happening, dogs have to be fed. So dogs fed, glass of water, cup of coffee, bit of toast. Um, and then it is the making of the lunches, which, you know, it's not massive because the kids have over the years just whittled down what they're prepared to eat and they have access to a canteen at school but um you know we have this kind of setup where dogs have to be seen to kids have to be seen to um and i often feel like well when does my day start for the things that (laughs) when do i get to do things for me and uh, i've i've mixed that up in the past couple of days so because i'm up um and downstairs before everybody else i do a little bit of work and i mean i've only done it for two days this is me going oh my god it's really amazing and i'll get really into it and then in two weeks i'll abandon it but um it did give me a sense of thinking i am in control of my day when i get up so that's what i've been doing a bit differently so there's that um and definitely gave me a bit of a better energy and i have committed as i did yesterday to after this podcast i will write for half an hour because as mary said you just gotta fucking get on and do it if you want to write a book um 
and I did a thing yesterday. So something that is really important to me is financial independence, especially for women. And it's what has driven me for pretty much all of my adult life. So when I left home, I had to find a job that paid me enough that I never had to go back home. Um, and then when I discovered how to make good money in the industry that I need to work in, um, I committed myself to the tech industry. And then when it came to having my children, and this was a great piece of advice. Um, so I waited until, and I know not everyone has this luxury or opportunity, um, but I was very clear that I didn't want to have children until I felt I was financially at least stable. And so I was working at Microsoft and someone that I worked with said, for God's sake, Tony, even if you're not happy here, do not leave before you've had your kids. And this is something that you do actually have to think about. And I don't think it is a dishonest thing to do. I think when you are planning out your life, and this is how it is for women, right? You worry, you go, oh, what if I get pregnant? What what will happen? Will it be all right for my employer? It's like, that's why they have a maternity policy. Um, and Microsoft's maternity policy was very generous. I had six months off on full pay, but there was absolutely no way I was going to be a stay-at-home mum, primarily because um, the financial rewards were really good. Um, I enjoyed what I did at Microsoft. And also I knew that... Um, I wouldn't find it fulfilling to stay at home and we have to be honest with ourselves and um, it worked out really well so the kids went into full-time nursery and I didn't take a career break and we had our son Um, and then when it came to the point that our daughter went to school so we didn't have to worry about fees anymore for her and she found that transition into primary school difficult. Um, I was then in a position where I'd not only earned very good money, I'd been very careful about what we did with that money. So as a couple, quite conservative in our spending habits. And um, I was, I'd built, and this is something that's really, really important, Um, I'd built a really good network when I was working in Techland and when I came to leave Microsoft um, I spoke to my network, I spoke to people that I trusted, I spoke to people I respected, I spoke to an amazing mentor and the thing that I was not going to do was I'm going to start a little kitchen table business because there's a way to not make any money. You have to not need money often if you're going to set up a kind of craft business. Um, I didn't want to make a little bit of money. I wanted to make a decent income. And I don't know that we talk about this often enough to young girls in particular. So my um, ambition for financial independence or at least being able to pay my own way came from having absolutely nothing and that's terrifying and that little snare can trap you around the foot pretty quickly 
So when I was uh, 15, 16, or maybe yeah, turning 16, my mum said, you need to get yourself on the housing list, um, which I did, I inquired about. It was a seven year wait for a single woman at the time to get on the housing list. But it was like completely the wrong way to do things. I'll get yourself a little job and get on the housing list because that's what she knew. Or, you know, find yourself a nice bloke, settle down, have kids, they'll sort everything out. And before you know it, you can end up in really dire financial straits. And you get stuck and that little snare around your foot will tighten and tighten. Um, And I've seen it happen to people where things like universal credit and now um, what's happening with energy prices, cost of living, it's an absolute nightmare. And, and it will be mostly women with young children that are going to, um, and all of the, the most vulnerable people in society, people with disabilities, you know, as it always does. So I think we need to be really clear about the importance of financial independence. And I'm seeing now as I get into my late 40s, you know, everything happens at this point. People's parents get sick, marriages break down. And who is it that is left with children, with children and animals in some case? And if you have not got some kind of financial safety net, it is so much harder. And the point I'm getting to is this. Thank you for bearing with me. Um, Last night, I signed up for a uh, memoir writing course that is run by the um, uh, publisher, uh, an agency, Curtis Brown uh, agency. Yeah. And um, so it's a six week course and it is um, directed by um, a successful author and it talks you through how to construct your memoir, um, all the kind of things that you need to know. And I'd been struggling for a while to go, I was like, do I want to do a degree in creative writing? I couldn't figure out kind of, you know, what what it was that I needed. And Mary, again, she's amazing, Mary, um, said, oh, have you thought about this course? And I'm like, yes, this is something that will keep me accountable, that will give me goals, that will teach me, um, there'll be loads I can learn. And it will help me progress my writing, uh, grow as a writer and work out exactly how I want to structure the next story that I want to tell. And because I really worked hard to maintain my financial independence or, yeah, no, I think that's fair enough to say, Um, you know, I do some work for big corporate companies that pay me properly. Um, I have never undersold myself. And because I work for myself, I run that entirely separately from our household finances because it makes sense. It makes sense to do that. If I'm going to treat my career as a proper business, it needs to be separate. So because I've done that, it means that I had the money to invest in myself and I didn't have to ask. So this is turned into a bit of a kind of like, rah, women, uh, don't, you know, don't forget that uh, you you need to be, well, bloody hell, you know, 
need to value the work that you do and to have a, a, a clear sense of um, you can invest in yourself and um, I think relying on others whether as I saw with my family being reliant on the state is a terrible terrible place to be and it's easy to get trapped and being reliable re uh, being reliant being reliant on on one person for some people is a really really difficult place to be and it makes it hard to do those things like invest in yourself so <laughs> I hope you feel okay with this one, um, it, but it's something that uh, I plan to talk more about. It's something that I have been interviewed about. So I will find an interview that I did with Frankie Cotton, who is awesome. Uh, and she focuses on, uh, she talks about empowerment of women and um, equality for women. And we did a great podcast a couple of years ago where we talked about the importance of financial literacy and financial freedom. So what do I hope for you? I hope that you have the opportunity to invest in yourself. And if you're not sure about how you might be able to do that, that you take a moment to think about how could I invest in myself? Because um, I heartily recommend it. That's all for today. Um, do message me. Let me know what you think. I am now going to write for half an hour. If you know someone that you think would benefit from this podcast episode, um, please do send it over to them or give it a share uh, wherever you like to do your sharing. Thanks for um, being around. Thanks for all your support. And I will be back with you tomorrow.